Avast ye mateys. Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet, this is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to Raider Cop Podcast, episode 123. What are we talking about? Well, bail reform, ha-ha, is the subject matter. And the reason it's comical at the end of the name of the episode is because When you research it and you find out what the truth may be, it kind of enlightens you. So we are going to talk about that. And also on a lot of program notes, how do you get in contact with us? Well, RaiderCopNation.com. And of course, when you go to RaiderCopNation, you'll probably notice that the website is loading a lot faster. So we're doing a lot of behind the scenes things for the for the uh, website making it a little bit more interesting of course we got our logo up there and you will also notice that we have Raider Cop news section and the first episode it will be one a month the first um, edition is out and is Basically, a story about what we're going to be talking about today. And as I said, each month will be a different edition that will come out. And also, you will notice Raider Cop Tube, which will happen in 2021. What is Raider Cop Tube? Well, YouTube. We're going to go video. Whole different platform, very, very complicated to what we have now. So... We're getting ready for that event. And you have a couple other things that you'll see on um, the website. We'll be getting slowly uh, better and better. We'll just say that. Of course, the 09TG uh, platform that we had on uh, Twitter and Facebook, it will be gone at the end of the month. So what do we got? About a week left or so? And it will be uh, gone. We have put everything under one pirate umbrella, and that is the Raider Cop Nation flag. Under there, you will see Raider Cop Podcast, Raider Cop uh, News, Raider Cop Tube. And um, we'll probably come up with Raider Cop Training or Consulting or something like that in the near future. 
So that's our program notes. We're also going to be simplifying how we do social network. As I said, the um, um, the what was that? what's the name of that? I can never remember the name of Snapchat. I had to look at my phone to see what the what it was called. That's gone. That's uh, you know, it just it doesn't fit fit the programming. We'll just say that. I don't want to offend anybody. But that's not going to happen. So we're going to stay on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as uh, Pollard, which is out there. Not not gaining the speed that we would like, but we're, we're going to stay on there. And Periscope. Periscope will be coming on in probably February. And we're basically just going to transmit live on Periscope for about 20 minutes, something like that. So that's what we're going to be doing. Periscope is just getting us ready for the Raider Cop tube issue that's happening in 2021. All right. Enough of that. The Second Amendment people have gathered, headed towards Virginia, where the cockamamie Bolshevik governor of Virginia, in his communist little mind, wants to outlaw or confiscate weapons. Now, I know there's some liberal out there that probably say, no, no, that's not what he wants to do. Yeah, okay. But the bottom line is that they are amassing thousands of people, law-abiding Second Amendment holders from all around the country and Virginia, protesting and demonstrating in front of the governor where he's in there like a little rat in the Capitol building, and um, he's done like a one-block one fence around the Capitol building so they don't come near him with those guns. Peaceful demonstration, nothing going on, nothing will happen. You'd have to be deaf, dumb, and stupid to try to attack a bunch of armed, legal American citizens. That's all I can say. So nothing happening there. And... The wacky left getting ready to impeach the president of the United States, the 45th president of the United States. What a horrific country we live in where a small percentage, and I'll say that again, a very small percentage of these meatheads think that that's what people want them to do. But history will record this as the dumbest moment in American history. And we'll just we're just watching. Americans are getting pissed off, folks. I know there's a couple of leftists out there that don't care, but the left needs to be worried because Americans are getting upset. They're getting pissed off, and they're going to demonstrate their anger at the ballot box. It's going down, folks. It is going down. All right. Uh, as always, uh, don't forget to test everything 1521. That comes out every Wednesday. We haven't changed that one bit. Pretty good uh, we're doing with that. 15 minutes or less of the powerful word of God for your life to uplift you, motivate you, save you, heal you, whatever your circumstances are. And uh, we always, the word that we 
uh, read in the podcast that you hear that week on 1521, test everything, 1521, it will be the explanation of basically what we read. So without uh, holding up the train any further, let's go on to the word of the week. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit, you are already clean, because the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branch. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they burn if you abide in me and my word abides in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciple and of course, on Test Everything 1521, every Wednesday, when we launch Radio Pod, Radio Cop Podcast, you can hear this word, 15 minutes or less, of God's powerful word for you to uplift you, motivate, save you, heal you, whatever your needs are. And what I read today, it will be explained in more detail of course this is the third part of a three-part series and this is the dramatic ending to that series we're going to talk about that remember just 15 minutes or less the power of god in your life why do we do it well we train you up we motivate you we mentor you here on raider podcast but we want you not only to be trained up in man's things, but also in God's knowledge. Because without God, we can do nothing. Most important for our lives. I am excited about this episode we're going to look at. Uh, Bail Reform, ha ha ha. Episode 1, 2, 3. It is a part of the sidebar episode. There's a lot that we are going to discuss. We're going to discuss bail. We're going to look at the history of bail. We're going to look at how in the world did we get here? Who created bail? Because there's a lot of Americans out there that have no idea what in the world bail is. They think is you pay and they let you out of jail. So there's the concept of the rich can pay, which they can. And the poor can. Well, they might not be able to pay, but they sure are getting out. We're going to discuss that. So let's not hold up the clowns anymore because they're on deck and waiting. Let's go, boys. (laughs) 
Nassau County Police Commissioner Patrick Ryder said, the bail reform makes my job impossible. Tiffany Harris was arrested the 27th of December of 2019 for assaulting, and you know, I love how the media always goes to ethnicity for everything, or the, the race card, three Jewish women in Brooklyn. She was released without bond, then rearrested Sunday the next day for assaulting another person, of course, without any bond. January 1st, not over nine, 900 inmates set free or in the process of being set free, and Governor Mario Domo, not Mario, Mario's daddy, Andrew Domo says he didn't know anything about it. Because no, when did this happen? 16% or 180 inmates are eligible, eligible to be set free in New York City jails because of bail reform. A group called Court Innovations Group out of New York City. They say that 43% or 5,000 inmates are in play for release. New York City Mayor DeBozo is celebrating, celebrating. This is a joyous occasion for the Bolshevik left in America. They're celebrating the release of all these criminals under the title Bail Reform. The leftists have stood up for social rights of the common, ordinary man, supposedly. Mayor DeBozo, in his celebration, has offered free baseball tickets, movie passes, and gift cards for those that are being released. What a nice guy. New York's state prosecutors have issued a memo to all court systems in New York giving a horrific list of crimes that are to be released without bond. Some of those crimes include criminal negligent homicide, ag assault, assaulting a child uh, 11 years, under, under 11 years, and selling drugs in or near a school. Hey, no boundaries. No boundaries, my friend. Of course, we're going to look a little bit into background. When I thought of reform, I said, well, bail ref- bail ref- bail's been around forever. So we're just getting around to reforming it? Didn't make any sense to me. So I started to look at it, and I discovered soon enough that the actual term reform is, in the Webster Dictionary, basically says it's, and listen to this now, to put an end to an evil by enforcing, by 
enforcing the change or introducing a better method or core of action. An evil. So I guess bail is an evil and we're going to reform it. We're going to force it to change. Well, mm -hmm. so I started to look and I said, well, where did bail come from? Of course, bail's been around since mankind. You know, you might have not been dealing with the standard of bail today, but there was some type of bail. You know, people got in trouble. They got arrested. And sometimes they had to pay a, a process to have some type of trial. But I thought about, well, when did this start here in America? That's what's important. And I discovered and I remembered that the Eighth Amendment of the United States Constitution prohibits cruel and unusual punishment. But it also mentions that you will resist against any excessive fines and bail. Bingo. Where's the bell? We'll find the bell. We're going to hit the bell. So the Eighth Amendment is talking about bail. The beginning of our country thought that bail was so important that our forefathers created bail in our Constitution. And of course, like everything else, it goes with some sacrifices. We later found out that in 1951 there was a court hearing called by the name of Stack versus Boyle and the premise of that case basically was that the defendant had the ability to pay. So they were the Congress, or the court system better said, they were passionate about equality. Could everybody pay? Shortly after that case in the 60s, we came to Bandy versus the United States and the premise of that the Supreme Court said, well, wait a minute. If the person cannot pay bail and they stay in jail during the process of their trial, then that is the indecency of the defendant. Wow, indecent. So there have been some real radical thinking in the court system about bail. Our forefathers thought so much about bail that they wrote it in the 8th Amendment of the Constitution. In 1966, Congress actually working. Of course, you're used to today's Congress. They don't do anything. But back in 66, they were doing something. And they created Bail Reform Act of 1966. Wow. So wait a minute. If they already did the Bail Reform Act in 66... What, what are we doing now? Something's not right. I mean, geez, 50, 66? That was over 50 years ago. But now, what did they do in 56? Well, they looked at federal guidelines were created by Congress on bail, right? Let's make this even across the board. Make sure there's a federal guideline on bail so we don't have excessive bail that was pretty good and criteria so the premise of that law 
was that there was a presumption of release. In other words, whether you had the money or not, the defendant, which is the bad guy, had to have a presumption that they would be released, whether from their own money or from another system. That was done in 1966. What a a lovely Congress back then. 1984, the Congress was still cooking with gas. They were still going strong. They came up with the Comprehensive Control Act. Again, they were very concerned with this one word that's in the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution called bail. But this time, it starts to flip around a little bit. This Congress wanted to know, wait a minute, wait, 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 because some of these people since 1966, we've been releasing with no money, but because we had to give them a surety, a presumption of their release, jurisdictions were letting them go on some type of promissory note. Some didn't come back. Some continued to do and commit crimes. So this Comprehensive Control Act came up with, does the defendant pose an immediate danger to the community? And can they even meet the standard of bail? So that was in 1966. I mean, excuse me, 1984. So what in the world are these leftists doing today when they come up with Reform Act. Well, I've read a lot of articles, done a lot of research for this episode, and I can only come up with one term. It's the monopoly game. The get-out-of-jail-free card. That's all it is. Doesn't matter what you do or who you do it to. Of course, we have standards. So, you know, there's certain... If you're like tampering with the witness, no, 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 we're not going to allow you to get away with that one. Or any sex crimes, no, that's, you know, remember, we got rid of Epstein, so we'll, you know, keep you here too. And that's it. You know, we'll, we'll go that far. And everything else is just a free gift card. Everybody can be released. Well, let's go back some more. And back in the day, you might remember O.J. Simpson, a famous football player that was accused of murder. And that case was a domestic violence case as a result. All these cases with domestic violence, all of a sudden, you were being marked before being found guilty. You couldn't be released until a certain amount of time in some jurisdictions. Or when you got released, the victim had to be notified. Or if you were some type of law enforcement officer, we'd have to confiscate every gun you ever had in your whole life and put you on timeout because of the OJ case. Of course, DUIs became a real problem too. And advocate groups that were really rallying for stricter 
DUI laws, rightfully so, all of a sudden jurisdictions were saying, well, if you're charged with DUI and you're brought to jail and they go post your bond, we can't really let you out because you're still freaking stone drunk, so you're going to have to stay here at least eight hours before you can post bail. Hmm. But this is totally opposite of what these Bolshevik communists are doing today. Today it's the get out of free jail card. This law that they enacted in New York on bail reform does not allow any New York state judges to actually set a bail. So if if your charge is on that list that goes on from here to China, they can't even set a bail for you. They gotta you automatically get the monopoly get out of jail free card. Automatically. New York One reported in New York, that's a news show in New York, bail eliminated for more misdemeanors and nonviolence exceed, except uh, sex crimes, tampering with witnesses and DVs, thanks to OJ. Thanks to OJ. The DV case, you're not gonna, you're not leaving that fast. We got more. Back when I first started in law enforcement, I was assigned at the jail, and one of those duties were assigned to the pretrial release section. And basically what we did was, it was an administrative order. What in the world is an administrative order from the jurisdiction I worked in? It was a legislative bill, law, that was presented, in this case by the commissioners, that anybody that came to jail that could not meet the financial obligations of bails would be released. Okay, remember the law in 1966? that they would have a presumption of it, they would be released on an administrative order and a promissory note to come back. I did that. I can vividly remember thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people hitting the exit door, leaving. The Eighth Amendment, as we know, we can't put excessive bail or penalties. We discuss all the legal avenues to that. So, again, the question I have is, what are the leftists trying to do? They keep on talking about reform, but it seems to me that everything is already in place. There are jurisdictions probably where you are listening if you are in the United States of America. That your community that serves you, there is some type of program and has been around since 1966 with a presumption of releases given to the defendant. And if they cannot meet the obligations of a monetary bail, they are released under some legislative act from that community and they promise to appear back in court. But their charges... Here's the twist. Continues to have a bail amount. 
Let me tell you in the jurisdiction that I work for how they did it. Before you got this mass release monop- uh, monopoly game of get out of jail card, you were had to go to first appearance. First appearance was usually, uh, you know, up to 24 hours after arrest. It could have been a lot sooner. You know, let's say you got arrested one in the morning, you were go- end up on the afternoon calendar, probably like at 12 in the afternoon. But before 24 hours, they had to deal with this. And when you stood in front of the bond hearing court, they read your charges to you and so forth. And the judge made a determination. So they usually would say, I'll give you an example. Let's say your offense, uh, let's say burglary or something like that was $1,500. They would say bond set at $1,500. Or, or, well, they would say, excuse me, bond set at pretrial release, and uh, if unable, then the $1,500 bond. Boom, little gavel, next case. So the 99% of the people that were given pretrial release, guess what they got? Pretrial release. And how that worked? You got the free get-out-of-jail card. You ran the hell out of there. They gave you a promissory note that you had to show up to court and you had a report to the pretrial services office, like probation, once a week. Now, in the beginning, is you physically had to go there. Then later, kind of got watered down to you know call or whatever. And you would call, hey, I'm still alive, okay. And of course, that during the time that you were waiting for your trial, you should not have any contact with law enforcement in the criminal nature because that could land you back in jail. And if it did, the judge would say, well, wait a minute, you were here last week and I gave you pretrial release and you goofed that up because you committed another crime. So this time I'm sticking you with two bills. Next case. But the Bolsheviks, communists in this country, are giving free get out of jail cards. Long list. It's posted on the show notes. New York State. We're going to post the prosecutor's memorandum and wait till you see the list of crimes that you get the monopoly, get out a free jail card. There is something sinister happening in this country that is radically killing America. And the more and more I think about it, I study it and I observe it. Is there anything that this new democratic, social, socialist, Bolshevik, communist party, do they build anything? Because it seems like they spend overtime in destroying everything. The fabric of the family has to go. That is Lenin 101. And communist behavior. You have to destroy the church. You have to destroy the core value of a family. So you start to introduce things that are doing just that. Wasn't too far a, a, a while back where, you well, you know, you want to change who you are. That's fine. 
you know, you're a boy. Now you want to be a girl. You're a girl. You want to be a boy. Now it's okay. You want to go to that bathroom. want to go to this bathroom. And we all kind of swallow dry what the prior administration was shoving down our throats. And we said, okay, this is a little bit, you know, a little bit of a stretch, but uh, rah, rah, more power. We, we support you. But it didn't stop there. Oh, no, the wackos continued. Now, in New York State, you don't even have to put down the sex of the child because maybe the parents want to change it later on. Ask Jimmy, what do you want to be? You don't want to be Jimmy. Oh, you want to be Jane. You're Jane. I don't care if you're four. You're Jane. Well, throw that bad boy right now. Birth certificate. F. So, the stupidity has no limits. They continue to grow. So we start to see the fabric of our society diminishing. With bail reform, we're seeing mass movement of criminal entities that are being released. Now, not everybody that comes in a pretrial jail setting is guilty. Now, for those folks that are very challenged in knowing what the difference between jail and prison, I will explain. Jail is a pretrial detention facility that if you are sentenced to jail time, it is a misdemeanor offense which is 364 days. That would equal less than one year. If you got arrested for a felony, you went to a pretrial detention center, a jail, and once your hearing, your trial, you were found guilty, you would be transferred to a prison to serve your sentence. Therefore, there's a difference between jail pretrial detention and prison sentenced already okay because on the news i see it all the time when he's going to jail how was jail and the guy was you know he was in prison for 40 years it's not jail it's prison and prison is not jail okay so that was a little pause for those that don't know the difference of the two so we're we're what are we doing when we just do this here you don't have, we're not even, we're going to process, you're not even going to jail. We're just going to process you and cut you loose. What message are we sending? How are we killing our communities? How are we affecting this mentally? Imagine these kids that are growing up in this, you can get away with a crime and they let you go. Can you imagine what these communities will look like in 20 years? So this is tearing away at the fabric of our country. Because there's nothing more that these Bolshevik communist socialists would like than to destroy America so they can rebuild it all over again. That's right. A green beret for every American. That's Men would be required to have beards. Yes. Socialism, communism is here. Now, for those that really believe in Bernie and believe in communism and believe in socialists and they want to point at Norway and all this other garbage, 
keep this in mind. These are individuals that live in a free country, are probably posting on social network on a $900 iPhone that they are against the government of the United States and they are supporting Bernie and they have the freedom to say what they want and go where they want under the current system that they're against because when the new system comes, they probably won't be allowed to do it. But they think that that will never happen in this country. It's just a bunch of baloney. Really, ask any Cuban, Russian, Venezuelan, Vietnamese, Chinese. The list is long. That they were told the same thing. They drank the juice. Okay? And they believed it. They were drinking the punch. Next thing you know, they were trapped in their country. Against the law to go to the next province. Against the law to be like three blocks away from your house. Scary. And here they are. America's social reform people out there believing that this crap would make America better. Totally supporting the stupidity of our Congress. So now back to bail reform. Bail reform is also killing the criminal justice system. Why? On two fronts. On the police front, it is... Imagine, if you will, you're in the middle of a war and you're taking prisoners, enemy prisoners, and you're sending them off to be secured. Before you get back to the battlefield, they have been cut out the back door to go re-engage you all over again. So police departments are being overwhelmed with criminals because we're not keeping them. Jails or COs or detention deputies that a lot of them, not a lot of them, but let's say there's a pretty good percentage that believe in the social outcries and they might have a sore spot for bail reform, have not paid attention in economics 101. Because the principles of business is less industry or less of a clientele means less of a business. So if there's nobody going to jail and everybody's being cut loose from jail only to have maybe a court hearing in the future to go to prison. Hello? Is this thing working? Is anybody listening? They stand to lose thousands upon thousands of jobs. And a lot of the correctional officers in America are minority, but they're supporting the leftist socialist party, better known as AKA, the Democratic Party. Not all of them, of course. I would never offend everybody and do like the Democrats do, paint people with one brush. But if you support that wacky group of individuals, Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, uh, you know the, you, you know who they are, then 
you're there's something wrong with you. There's no secret. Right now, we are enjoying all liberties. But the first opportunity that these wackos get at controlling everything, Congress, Senate, President, seat, Supreme Court, you name it, they are going to strip us of our identity completely. Scary thing. So we live in a time where revolutionary thought is really processing in the minds of many, many, many patriots. We kind of want to just disregard it and say, well, it's just hype. But then you see the stupidity. You see the person that got released and committed three crimes on the same day, released three times. And you say, is there any form of intelligence left in government? Individuals charged in New York the other day with bank robbery, let go, when it used to be a federal offense. Now it's a monopoly, get out of jail free card. So what does this all mean? Well, this is another kink in the armor that the socialists have placed upon us in the United States of America to weaken, destroy, and eliminate this great social experiment that we call America. If you sit back and you allow it, shame on you. Like never before, if you hold anything sacred, such as family, the Bible, being free, earning a decent income, earning the income that you want to, studying what you want to, doing what you want to, within legal remedies, of course, then you're not a socialist. You're not a Bolshevik. You've been bamboozled into believing what these people are selling. Which is sad. Because all the other nations that I've mentioned that have gone under communism, communism and socialism, they've all suffered at the hands of it. Their people. Their families were destroyed, separated. They were forced to do things that they didn't want to do. Study things that they didn't want to study and serve in countries that didn't want to serve. It happened in my family. I had an uncle of mine that was was sent to uh, Romania for many, many years, and Russia and all this other stuff. He didn't want to be there. He was there beyond his free will, but he wasn't free because the country that bore him lied to him and made him a slave in it. And they will make millions of us slaves as well. I know it's easy to disregard this and say there's no threat. This is just a bunch of hoopla until it happens. Today, more than ever, I tell you to wake up. Don't vote on people based on what someone told you. Don't vote on people based on skin color. Vote on intelligence. You know, when the past president became president, 
I had a very dear friend of mine, and she was very excited that he was becoming president. And I was enjoying that moment through her. Not necessarily, it didn't mean anything to me. Not that I wasn't um, passionate about what was happening, but for her, it, it made more than it would mean for me because my parents were immigrants in this country. So I remember her saying, wow, this is something, this is like, really, this is history. And didn't say once, said it twice. I never voted for that man. I never voted, period. I knew what was coming. I didn't look at him through skin color because that's not who I am. That's not how I was brought up. And it would be hypocritical if you looked at my family tree. No, I looked at and I studied and examined what he was saying. And what he was saying was contrary to this country. Yeah, yeah, he made it look good, made it sound good in the beginning, but it started to become worse and worse. A lot of people are turned off when I say these things. They start to build roots of evil, of hatred in their heart. Now he was no good evil well, I'm, uh, I'm not evil but I could tell the difference I know uh, discernment I know very well I wasn't going to rain on anybody's parade I remember going to work and people on their computer terminals would have pictures of the first family do that now go ahead I dare you do it now put the first family on your computer at work do it it wouldn't last a, a lunch period. We did it. I saw it for eight years. Not a peep was said. So, what am I getting at? Bail reform is dangerous. Bail reform is a lie. Bail reform is going to kill industries such as corrections. Okay, it's going to overwhelm other industries like police and the court system. And it's going to ruin communities. Kids are going to grow up doing whatever they want with no conscience whatsoever. Bail reform, my friends, is not what the founders of this country had envisioned. A lot of times the media wants to take the truth and bend it so bad that you can't even recognize what the, what were we even talking about but the truth is they have no concept their concept is just to destroy every little socialist concept that comes up that's what it does feel good live the moment screw everybody do your own thing most of what the socialist left believe in is against the Bible. I'll leave it at that. I'm not offending anybody, but I'm not a dummy, especially when my parents came from a communist country. 
And I know what it did to my family, how they were separated for many, many years. And they were told to do things they didn't want to do. And family relatives still don't know each other because there's no more communication because it's not allowed. And some actually started believing in that system. So it's an evil. And it can never produce any fruit. And as the scripture that we read, it withers away and the branches are picked up and burned because they will never bear fruit. Be a bearer of fruit in your community. Don't support candidates that are there to destroy. Support candidates that are there to build, create, and help you, the working man, the working woman. That's more important. I am saddened by a lot of people that I know that are believing in this Democratic Party, not knowing that they're putting themselves out of business from the industry that they have picked to serve communities in law enforcement. Sad. Bail reform is going to put a whole lot of people on the unemployment line. Now, of course, a lot of people will turn around and say, well, you're advocating that poor people that can't pay to get out of jail stay in jail. No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, if, if that, you haven't heard a word. What I said since 1966, the presumption of some type of release will be offered, and that is offered in jurisdictions all around this country with a promise to appear, and people that can't pay most of the time will let go anyway. And if they didn't or they haven't, or if you know two that haven't gone, look into their background and you'll probably see why. Maybe because they didn't show up for that last case case or they got arrested uh, while they were out on that bail or that uh, release condition hmm? so think about it whether you do right or wrong you have to live up to you your positions what you've what you've done in life so bail reform is going to be its own little monster. You see areas like California, now they're limiting families under a new law. 50, is it 50 gallons, I believe it is, 50 gallons of water a day. Well, that might be all right. Maybe, maybe not. What the hell? Maybe your relatives want to come and visit you for a week. God forbid not everybody could take a shower and wash. What, what, when, since when the hell does government get involved? Who washes their rear, rear end or their clothes? But it's happening in California. Every state that they control, you've got mass amounts of people running the hell out to save their souls. And they're going through the roof with stupidness. Wake up, America. It might be too late. All right, so the song of the week. Now, uh, something what we've been doing for the last couple of um, 
episode, maybe even longer. I think we've been doing since uh, November. I have to check into that. I think November 2019. Um, the show notes, you always have the song of the week. You can't play it here because, you know, there's a bunch of malcontents if you don't uh, pay royalty fees and get a license and all that YouTube and everybody, iTunes, they all jump on you because it's a money market. So uh, if you didn't pay the license, they didn't get paid. Therefore, they hammer you over the head. So uh, it's on the show notes. You click it, and it takes you to the link, and that's going to be Sammy Davis Jr. Keep your eye on the sparrow. And um, what's up next? Well, I encourage every one of you that are listening, the next podcast, one two four on January 29th, Listen like you've never listened before because we're going to have Mr. Fields here, my buddy, Eugene Fields Jr., retired police officer from the city of Baltimore, motivated, motivational speaker, author, just a great guy. He is motivating kids by the masses, and I'm encouraged, and I can't wait to get him on here because this man is fabulous and that's why i bring him here for the audience so that's mr fields january 29th episode 124 don't miss it as always continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game we have nothing continue to pray for your family for your community most importantly for the law enforcement agency that serves you and continue continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. God willing, until we meet again.
1322. 